Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Deborah and Jackie back in the studio. It's wonderful to be with you this evening. Yes. Uh, today's subject is faith, and, and that's a huge issue in, in, in scriptural terms. Mm -hmm. But how we're going to start this presentation out is we're going to ask everyone to imagine a scenario, and I'm going to set it up for you. Now, let's say that you're looking at a television right now, and the TV represents the noise and distractions of our lives. Sometimes we're so caught up in the busyness of life that we tune out God. Now, even today, as you've probably come in from maybe going for a walk or looking after your children or finishing a day at work, you have so many thoughts going through your mind. But take a moment to acknowledge the static in your mind. Now, turn off your TV and look at a blank screen and use its stillness as a reminder to quiet your spirit before God. Take a moment to be still and know that he is God. Ask God to quiet your thoughts and put aside distractions so you can focus on him and hear his voice throughout this presentation. And this is how we're going to begin, is by basically saying, over a decade ago, the singer George Michael said, you got to have faith. But to be honest, we have to ask ourselves the question, what is faith? What do the scriptures say? Faith is the foundational doctrine of the Bible. Now, Matthew 7, 7 says, Deb, ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. And we also have a great example from Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the confidence is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And that's, that's really big. And it's, that is big. It's very big. It's big. And I would like to say, adding to that, Deb, that faith is an active thing. You can't have faith if you don't know its source. Mm -hmm. And you can and must choose to believe God's word because that is the source. That is where you get the faith from. Mm -hmm. And let's think in practical terms because knowing God is really like having a best friend. Yes. I mean, he knows everything about you. And because of that, he wants you to know him in a very personal and deep way. And that means your words have to learn to agree with his words so that you can get the essence of how he thinks. And that in turn transforms and creates a foundation for you to change your thinking and to bring it in line with a belief system. That mm -hmm. means that you trust God and you, you put faith, as we say, in what his word says. And like in the unbeliever's mind, they will say, but does faith make sense? Really? Exactly. Do you believe yep. because faith makes sense or because faith doesn't need to make sense? I mean, that is a logical question. I mean, some Christian think that people cannot understand God and should not try. Others believe that nothing true is rational, including true faith. The truth is God gave us mind that should be developed and used. So, Basically, Jackie, we live in a world right now where we're seeing so much chaos, so much disaster. Like, it's like it's going into this tailspin, and everybody is thinking, "Well, oh my God, what's gonna happen next?" And really and truly, to get through this, we really do need to have a maximum capacity of faith that we're going to get through this. Yes, it is because really faith. It drowns out that negativity. Yes. You know, it brings in line this sense of, of positivity. But here's the other issue, Deb. 
and this is really human for most of us. I mean, if you really want something, and, and even if you make the sacrifice, which for some people is a great sacrifice, to get on your knees and pray for what you want, that could be desperately needed or, or you know, something that's of the greatest urgency, and you don't see it materialize, right away people kind of walk away, and they sort of attack you know, God and say, this doesn't make any sense. Why should I believe in this? This is, you know, this is just hoopla that has really not translated anything into anything real for me. Mm -hmm. But the other aspect of that is you got to be patient mm -hmm. because patient is a big, patience is a big part of faith. We have to learn to wait for the appointed time without giving up. Well, faith in itself, really, it's, it's a belief system. It is. It's a belief system. And the reason why it's a belief system, because you take, for example, this pandemic that we've had on our hand for the last going into two years now, right? Everybody's waiting for a solution, which is a vaccine. Right. And the vaccine has presented itself, but yet nobody has faith in the vaccine that it will work. Nobody has faith in the vaccine that it's good for human consumption. And yet there is no other solution or resolution to counteract the pandemic. That's true. So the fact remains, do you have faith in what you believe in really at the end of the day? Do you believe in the things that you're saying? Do you believe in the things that even if God manifested to you, do you still believe in it? Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. Like if you don't see it, you still got to believe it until it materializes or manifests itself. Well, it's even more important than that, Deb, because if you don't believe it before you see it, you won't get it. That's it. Because the, the requirement scripturally is you've got to have that belief to, to see it materialize. To see it materialize. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's this interdependence there that that's what's so difficult because there's a vacuum in between for people. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize that, you know, you've got to believe without seeing anything and maybe it will be a long long wait before you see anything or maybe so, never at all or never at all because that's another aspect is that i was going to say that you know um while we should make our prayers huge you know and, and we should you know go big or go home god will adjust the outcomes of whatever we may request based on whether or not we're ready to receive it. And yes. that's something that's very important too, because a lot of times people think, oh, money's the solution to things. But if you don't have a good head on your shoulder and you don't have a plan for your life, money can be disastrous. It mm -hmm. can move you in directions and create such you know, negative access to things that it might be the worst thing that ever happened to you to Absolutely. have an abundance of money dumped on you. Absolutely. So you have to... to you know, make allowances for the fact that your maturity, the development of your mind, your capacity to absorb, utilize and appreciate certain things has to reach a certain level mm -hmm. before things come to pass in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, like, we wake up every day and we ask God for this and we ask God for that. But then when God looks at when God look at us and he because he's the only one who knows and sees our hearts. Yes. And we can't we can't trick him. We can't fool him. And half the reason why God will not give us the responsibilities or the goals or the dreams that we ask for is because he see that we're not even near ready for it mentally or physically or even emotionally or spiritually. Absolutely. We're so yeah. spiritually bankrupt that half us half of us are asking for things that we're not ready for. And so therefore, that's why people lose faith, because when they see what they ask for is not being materialized or not being given, they say, well, either there is no God or, well, maybe God just don't like me. And that's why we really have to introspect. We mm -hmm. have to realize that um, 
our words, which is what we say about ourselves, what we know about ourselves, what we want to develop in ourselves, it has to agree with, with God's word, mm -hmm. because that's where a lot of transformation takes place. And that's when we can learn to really increase our faith to say, wow, I'm just growing in so many ways. You know, mm -hmm. I'm becoming the kind of person that, I, that I'm getting my own personal strength, my own sense of value and worth. And this is why I now believe that I can take another step mm -hmm. and move in a, another direction mm -hmm. because God's words have transformed me. They are the foundation for how you learn to, to believe in faith. And, and, you know, let's take it down to a step. Let's go a little lower just so other people can understand what we're really talking about when we talk about faith. So let's say you want to go to law school. Yeah. You know how brilliant your mind is and you believe in your heart that you were, me you were meant to be a lawyer. And so you've gone to school, you've gotten the grades, you've, you know, you've developed, you develop yourself and then you go and you take the exam and you didn't pass the exam. Right. And then right away you believe in yourself. Wait a minute. I thought I was good enough to become that. So what happened? And right away, your faith diminishes. Mm -hmm. Diminishes because of the first sign of rejection or the, the first sign of failure. And failure is what makes people lose faith. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and because, because failure is in everything. And we have to understand that without failure, there is no success. Without failure, you cannot become the person that you are today. Cause you, there is no one person that can stand here today and say, you know what? I've been successful my entire life. No, and that's how fate works. Fate is something that you build on. It's a consistency. You cannot go below it. You have to keep rising above it, rising above it, rising above it for you to become so that God can see you. For, because when you think of the people in the Bible, like Moses, who had fate, Yes, which you know, we will get into at one point in our study. We're going to look at individual people yeah. in the Bible, and this will be a fascinating addition to this topic. Yeah, but just to tie in, all these men back in the day had an enormous amount of faith. Oh, absolutely. And that's why God chose them for the specific job that he had to do. Yep. And God do the same thing with us. He looks at us who have faith and believe and choose us for the job that he needs to get done because well, he I has to choose people go back even to your example with the the lawyer uh, or going to law school mm -hmm. because i remember when i was in school there were people who were really really poor grades you know mm -hmm. what i mean like literally just one percentage above failing and, you know, and all of a sudden they would go and, and take the admission test to law school and they would do brilliant on it. Whereas somebody who had like an A average and was on the dean's list mm -hmm. couldn't pass that test. And there's a reason for that because it's an aptitude test. It's mm -hmm. not an intelligence test. Yes. It's an aptitude test. And some people, even though you may be intelligent, you're not as logical as the next person. And that can be very defeating for some people. Mm -hmm. But in a way... A lot of people learn at that point that, you know, maybe being a lawyer isn't what they would want to be. They right. would rather be a successful businessman right. who hires lawyers to work for them there rather than go. be a lawyer. <laughs> because not everybody is a good lawyer. There you With go. all due respect, there's probably 10% of, of lawyers who are worth their weight in anything. There the other 90 shouldn't have even bothered going to law school. So that's, that's an interesting thing there, yeah. but it's really true. And the reason I highlighted the words that are important, Deb, and how we have to go back to God's word is because we do have an enemy out there. We do. We have a Satan out there. We do. And everyone knows that 
his whole purpose in life is to convince you of the problems and the troubles you face. He wants to knock us off our game. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be strong and committed to anything. Of he wants not. us to be weak and vulnerable and ready to throw in the towel at any time. Well, he come to kill, steal, and destroy. Absolutely. And as and as and as much as you allow him to do so, he will take advantage of it. Oh, he will most and, definitely. And and that's that's the that's the thing that I realize as I grow in my Christian faith is that the devil can only do as much as I let him. Definitely. Yep. As much as I let him. And believe because me, so I have many the of us power. Do. Yep. I have the power to speak life over my life through the Spirit of God. Yep. And if we don't use that, we don't use that, we become the enemy's best friend. Yeah, we become his we hand become puppet. We become his yep. hand puppet. That's it. And remember, nothing is impossible with God. Oh, We've got to say possible. that again. Nothing is impossible Amen. with God. His perfect peace can calm any situation. Give God a chance to speak to your heart, as you said, Deb, and that's yes. the key. And again, look to the past to see the times when God has been there for mm -hmm. you. Don't just turn around and say, oh, that was luck. It just, you know, I no. got lucky. No, it wasn't luck. It wasn't luck. It was God-given intervention. Amen. And that's how you have to view it. And here's the thing. When everything is going good in your life, nobody really said, well, God, I mean, I can't say nobody say, but we lack that opportunity to say, well, God has done this for me. Yeah. But when bad things are happening, that's when we, we try to seek him the most. Or we, we just plainly we just say, plain, where, where is, is God? He? Yeah. yeah, he hasn't, he isn't here. You yeah. Know? Or, or why did he allow this to happen? Exactly. And these kind of questions are, are beyond our capacity. We shouldn't even think it's that we can comprehend that. And it is very condescending. It's, it lacks gratitude. It lacks appreciation. Yeah. And it's almost hateful, yes. you know, to be condemning God, you know, at any time in the process. And then when you ask yourself this question, why me? Why not you? Yeah. Why not you? I mean, there, you, everybody has to experience good and bad in this world. So why not you? When you have your turn to get the bad experience, embrace it and say, Lord, have thine own way. Do Let your will be done. Don't be afraid to tell God, let your will be done because his will is the most important thing that has to be done. It will be done. Yep. And there is nothing that anybody can do to change that or take that away. Like his will must be done. That's and in it. order for his will to be done, he's going to need you to have faith to see it through. That's it. The, the scripture says, yet not as I will, but as you will. Amen. And it's your choice. You can choose to let God know that your life is his. You know what I mean? And you really can just surrender everything to him and, and know that by faith, you are going to be directed along the right path. And, you know, it really, it bothers me sometimes. And I, and, and I hope that, you know, people can really take some light into this because it bothers me when I see believers who has been on the other spectrum of life where they've encountered so many difficulties and challenges and they have been rescued from that. And then if they go through, if they go one step higher in their suffering or their pain, how could you then turn around and said, well, where is God in all of this? No, no, he's still in control. Yep. God is still, sometimes God allowed things to happen because Everybody, it's just like a child. When you have a child, 
You can't expect to do everything for that child. You have to let that child grow in his own way. You have to let that child figure stuff out as well. But as a parent, you're there to guide that child. And sometimes God is there just to guide us while he let us make up. That's why he gave us free will. And that free will is not just to choose him or the devil. That will is to choose the aspects of our lives, the, the department and where we want to go. The blessings the, and the curses. The blessings and the curse. Yep. Th those are choices that we have to choose as well. Yep. It's not just something he just said, okay, Deborah, I'm blessing you all the way. No. Yes, I might be blessed and highly favored, but at the same time, I have to make choices that reflects highly on him. Yep. And there are times too, I think that you will see in a lot of people's lives that when things are going really well for them, they don't even think about God. No. It doesn't even enter into it. They feel that they are within their own capacity to make decisions about their destiny and the outcome of things. And they're so good at it that they, they don't even think about God. But no. when a crisis happens, then they're on their knees. Yes. Oh, I really, really need help. And this is the thing. It's not that God isn't always there to help you, but how you build the strength and how you make sure that your faith is rock solid is by having a relationship with him in good and bad I'm times. glad you mentioned that. You don't that. pick and choose, you know? I'm glad you choose a relationship because you think of it like this, Jackie. If you and I are friends, that we're talking about a relationship with God here. Yeah. It's just like you and I are friends, but you only call me when you're in trouble, exactly, I'm going to feel like you're only here to use me. Yep. But you don't have a relationship with me outside of your needs. You don't have a relationship with me at all. You only come to me because you know I am kind. I am loving. Yep. I'm forgiving. And yep. therefore, just come and I will release what you need. But sometimes, sometimes God is not always like that. And I think we abuse him so much most of the times if yep. not all the time mm -hmm. that we don't even and you know why because we don't see him in front of us clearly we don't see him like i see you face to face yeah and so we feel like the things that we do don't matter it does matter he feels just like we feel yeah he hears just like we hear you understand he understand even more because he created us exactly. so how could we just slap him in his face and then turn around and said, well, I need you to fix this for me. My son is dying of cancer. I need you to heal him. Yeah. So where is your commitment in all of this? Where were you 10 years ago when you were living it up and you didn't even say a prayer to me? You didn't even help your neighbor when she was down. You didn't even spread my word to anybody. Yeah. But God is not the God that, that, that looks back at and, and chooses revenge. No. He helps you because his blessings, he said, when I conceive you in your mother's womb, I have plans for you to bless you. Yep. And whatever blessings that he have for you, trust me, whether you're good or bad, he's still going to give it to you because he's a God that keeps his promise. Yes, indeed. But the thing is, you know, the, the issue becomes you, your relationship with God. Exactly. This is what you have to cultivate. We know who God is. You know, God doesn't need to read his word. He wrote it. He knows he the contents yes. of it. He knows, you know, the outcomes, you know, based on, on the written word. But for us, we have to build on that relationship. Exactly. We have to create a basis upon which to develop faith and to know that we can always put our trust in God, that we can cast our cares, as the scripture Amen. says, and learn that, that everything is in God's hands. It's in his timing. It's in his hands. And this is how we make the best choices in our lives by following that path. Amen. Because the beginning point of faith is believing in God's character. He is who he says. The end point in believing in God's promise, he will do what he says. So when we believe that God will fulfill his promise, even though we don't see those promises materializing, yet we demonstrate true faith no matter what. Yep. 
It's not it's not an on and off situation. We That's don't we, nope. we can't we can't be hot and cold. No. Nope. It's either we have faith or it's we don't have commitment. faith. It's total commitment. It's total commitment. You're yeah. either all the way in or all the way out. Exactly. That's it. And that's exactly how he expects us to be with him. And and if we're not that way, is either we be for him or against him. And you're going to have to choose. We're oh, going to have definitely. to choose. And trust me, that time is narrowing little by little, day by day, minute by minute, hour and hour. So wherever your faith lies right now, just make sure is in Christ Jesus. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Beautiful. Yep, you can. Absolutely. There is not a thing that you can't do. And if you've done something and it didn't work out because it wasn't meant for you to be, it wasn't meant for you. If you're working at something and you see it's not materializing, it's not meant for you. Yep. Or maybe the timing is not right. Jesus is, a, God is either going to say yes, no, or wait. Wait. And yep. if you don't understand none of those three words, which you hear all the time from your fellow brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. then I'm sorry. It's just the same word you're going to get all the time. Yes, no, and wait. And you're going to have to learn to respect each and every one as they come. That's it. Yeah. Beautifully said, Deb. Really well said. You're going to have to respect it. Mm -hmm. It is, it is a process. It's, it's a journey. Yeah. And like, like we say, you know, it is something that is, is made much more, uh, it's, it's, well, it's simplified and it's made more, uh, palatable for us because we've seen God work before. Mm -hmm. And that has to be how we keep the thought in our minds that if God has gotten me out of this situation or that situation, I have no reason to doubt that he won't get me out of my current problems. And this is how we have to even look at the situation we're facing worldwide now. This pandemic has befallen almost every country in this world. Mm -hmm. And we've always known that we're an inter interdependent world, but we never imagined that such a gripping form of disaster would paralyze the international community. All of our lives have changed so drastically. We are societies that, that love freedom. We like a lifestyle where we interact with others and enjoy the fruits of our labor. We can't do any of these things. We are shut down. But this is not a punishment. This is something that we have to walk through. And the greatest way to have a positive outcome is to put our trust, develop our faith in the Lord Almighty, and we will see things resolve in good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can start before we end this podcast. I want to say, start the simple thing of faith by believing you're going to wake up tomorrow. And if you are happy when you wake up, if you're lucky to wake up, or I should use the word blessed, if you are blessed to be awake, to be alive tomorrow, that in itself is faith because you went to bed hoping to wake up. And if that ain't faith, I don't know what is. Because nobody ever go to bed and said, well, I won't see you tomorrow. Everybody goes to bed and said, see you tomorrow. Even though you don't say, well, I or boast or brag that you're going to see tomorrow, you believe you're going to see tomorrow. And you wake up believing it because it was fate that made you go to bed and wake up being alive. Absolutely. And it's not you who wake yourself up. It's God. So that's the first foundation of your faith is believing that you're going to go to bed and wake up tomorrow to see your children and your family. And the rest of your life probably could be that way for a very long time until God said no more. Yep. So that's your simple act of faith. So I don't see why you can't have faith for all the other things that goes on in your life. When you work 40 hours a week, you believe you're going to get paid because you know why? You've put in the work. And when that paycheck come, you said, yes, I have done the work. That is faith. Yeah, it is. That everything that we 
think or believe to happen and it happened is fate. And it's all from God. Yep. So I don't understand why someone would say they have no fate or why someone would show no evidence of fate in their life. Yeah, good points. They are, it is really there. And remember, even in the down times, we can be joyous because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what helps to build our faith, mm-hmm. you know, is the strength that we get from knowing that God is in control and we can't ever lose sight of that. Amen. Well, we hope this segment really opened your eyes and your heart and your soul and, and your mind to understand what faith really is. It's just something as simple as saying, I am going to pass my exam and you pass your exam. Or I am going to get married next year and you get married. All those are fate materializing and you don't even know it. So the same fate you have in your personal life, the same fate you should have in your spiritual life. Well said, Deb. Well said. My name is Jackie. And I'm Deborah. Good night. <laughs>